Hi, everyone. It's Julia Sotis, and you're tuned into A More Conscious World. We are, where are we? We are Wednesday, May 27th. Um, if I wasn't looking at a computer with a date on it, I don't think I'd ever get that date because I forget. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's September when it's actually July. So, anyways, I <laughs> am um, streaming live from the Sodus Farm in Bertle, Manitoba, and I'm really, really excited about today's show, and I'm really excited um, about today's topic as well, and I'm really excited about today's guest. So, uh, today's guest is Sabine Hildebrandt, and we're going to talk about the art of being different. So, welcome on the show, Sabine. Thank you very much, and welcome everybody who is live on the call and who's listening later. Yes, listening later. We have a lot of listening laters on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so today is kind of a different show. I, I, when I asked, I asked Sabine to be on the show, and she was just awesome. I've never had a guest who wanted to promote the show the way that she did. So we have, um, we had a have a have a good audience, and um, and. And what was I going to say? We're kind of going to co-facilitate the call. It kind of turned into a different energy. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so Because you're not different and don't have any experience with that either, right? <laughs> no, I don't know how to facilitate. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been doing it for four years in my whole life, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um so yeah, I'm excited to get the conversation started. So I'm gonna just start with my with my normal question though, because I love to find out things that I usually had no idea of. So could you just tell us a little bit about your background, Sabine? So um, my background. Hmm. A lot of people ask me how do I got to the place that I am and do the things that I do, yeah. and I'm very lucky to say that I pretty much came that way. It's like I was born very curious to the extent that I often ended up in the corner of the classroom because I asked too many questions and I couldn't sit still. Oh. So. <laughs> I can't I, imagine somebody putting you in the corner. <laughs> Being excited and happy. I was cute at that time, not necessarily so smart. I was just didn't see how to manipulate people to the extent that I could. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I didn't have a drama or trauma that led me to um, choose a different way of living. I just knew something else was possible. Mind you, um, ending up in the corner put me into question dynamically and made me realize, hey, I am different than other people, which then, of course, led to me attempting to try to be like everybody else. I was not very successful. That doesn't didn't last very long. And then I um, I didn't like this planet very much, so I tried to find ways off this planet, like diving into the metaphysics, meditating, um, talking to the aliens, asking them to pick me up, get me off, and get me to a different reality. <laughs> <laughs> and meditating till the cows come home, pretty much. And it was nice, and I studied a lot. And what that did for me is that it gave me the capacity to create a pretty good life. And, mm-hmm. yeah, working with being present in life, but still I had that sense that something was missing. It's like it was just not quite right. I just missed the magic that I knew somewhere was possible. I didn't think that it was possible here on this planet. 
So I kind of settled. Yeah. And then pretty much uh, ran into access, actually twice. The first time I ignored it. <laughs> how, how did you find it the first time that you kind of ignored? First time somebody said, hey, you have to check this out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wrote someone and, or contacted someone on the net, and then I got this very interesting email back with somebody so enthusiastic that I thought, whoa, this is, like, <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those yes, those what scary else? access aliens that we are it, sometimes. <laughs> it was total access speak and beyond. <laughs> right. Okay, and then I then I was teaching with Juna a class that we called Primal Dance, where we just let it rip for an hour and a half and just move bodies and have a ton of fun. And there was this woman in this class, and she sparkled, and she just had something. And we both went to her and said, you're not from here. What do you have that we don't have? <laughs> what are you doing? She says, oh, I'm asking a lot of questions. And, hey, do you want to come to a class tomorrow? I'm teaching a class, so that was my first bars class. Wow! Uh, and that that was the beginning of me eliminating that void out of my life and inviting the magic into my life, and also really discovering what it means to be different and being okay with that in very different ways than I would have ever ever expected it to look like. Right. Because for the longest time, and you just ask me questions if you want to, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I actually, I, or just anybody love, else. I love asking that question because I, um, I just love hearing the, the, not to conclude about a person, but to hear the life events that brought them where they are, and mm-hmm. and to to hear what made you happy and who you are, and sometimes it's trials and sometimes it's just who you are and and we all are just choosing something different absolutely all the different colors of the adventure yeah and what i was gonna say is that like when i was younger i was pretty much a rebel as well and Mm um it's like i thought oh yeah i'm so different and i'm just gonna just go my path and now looking back i really realized that being different at that time meant that I resisted and reacted to everything that was the norm. Right. right. That wasn't being different. So right. I I can see that how much people associate being different with either aligning and agreeing with the, the norm and avoiding being different. Yeah. Right? They try to fit in and benefit, win and not lose. Or... What is also seen as being different is resisting and reacting to what is the norm, what is the standard. I, I had a guy in a class the other day, and he's like, so you, if you don't want to be positive or negative, and I was talking about resistance and reaction, he said, if you don't want to resist and react or align and agree, and you don't want to be positive and negative, like, what are you doing? Like, where are you? And so I got up. I was there was a chair behind me. I was standing up the ceiling, and I stood on the chair and <laughs> pointed way up to the ceiling. And I said, "Well, what if you were like over there? Or what if instead of being over there, you were all of it? You were the positive, the negative, the resistance, and the reaction, and and we just chose beyond it and chose to encompass everything. And that's really, really different. And there's no 
you don't have to rebel. I mean, we're rebels, but it's a different. It's just it's being in allowance of everything too. Exactly, and it's not a rebel out of um, resisting and reacting. It's like really being something different, being the different possibility that is actually possible on this planet and thus bringing forth the magic of what I also like to call it, the elegance of consciousness yeah. on this planet. That I knew always, always knew it was possible somewhere. I didn't think <laughs> that it was possible in this time and this place right now, but it is. And I see it unfolding more and more dynamically. And that is why being different is such a subject that is close to home for me. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty amazing how us being different and just choosing what works for us, energetically the world sort of follows suit anyways when we're choosing for ourselves too. And uh, today, you know what? Uh, today on the front cover of the Winnipeg Free Press, there was only two words. It took up the whole front cover of the Winnipeg Free Press, the biggest paper in Manitoba, and it was conscious kindness. <laughs> Beautiful. It's <laughs> like, huh, I think that energetically what we're doing is really changing the way that that would never be on the front page of the free press. It's always a murder or a political scandal or, or you know, a community event. And, and today they were talking about conscious kindness. And there was a completely blank space except for those two big words. Nice. That's why I call this the silent revolution that is not so silent anymore. Hey, you, that's a really, really nice tagline. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And what is required for it to move on and for us to continue on this path is really for us to be the difference that we can be and not to, like, what I laugh a lot when people look at being different it's like they're being different, but they're always the same in being different. Can you say more about that? So when you look at, like, when I look at myself, my own story, mm -hmm. I associated myself as being different and being gay, being um, of a, a rebel, being spiritual, being that, being this, right? Mm -hmm. But in that decision to be that, there was no difference. I was always the same, continuously. So, like different, like day to day, you stayed the same rather than being exactly being different. Okay. Yes. So now, or how I'm different now is in being present in every moment and not being definable. Right. To be it's yeah, true. out of limitation, out of form, structure, and significance. And all of that. Right. And that is what would it take for us all to be different in every moment according to what creates the most in every moment, the most of whatever we are going for? Can I, I'm going to jump in and run a clearing on that. Yeah. Um, so all of the old realities um, that you have with the concept of being different and what it means to be different, can we all destroy and create them times a godzillion? Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pod, talk, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. Can I follow up with one? Yes. A question and a clearing. Yes. So what would happen if you were out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, structure, significance, out of linearity, out of concentricities, with total communion, total consciousness, total humanoid embodiment, and total sexualness? 
that you truly are. Cool. And everything that holds that in place, where you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, reclaim, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all of that, once yes. and for all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pop, hot shots, boys, and beyonds. So, That's wonderful. Can you perceive that space of total communion, total consciousness, and total humanoid embodiment? Humanoid embodiment being the embodiment of energy, not the embodiment of matter. Right. Right. So that total sexualness, that turned onness. Just perceive your own bodies. How that makes your body hum. Total communion, total consciousness, and total humanoid embodiment, and total sexualness that you truly be. Is that something that would be fun? (laughs) Maybe. Actually, I want to pull out the word sexualness, because that word can often bring up a lot for people, because (laughs) there's so many... <laughs> um it there's so many ideas about what sexualness is and and it's such a like it, there's a difference in access we take the word sex apart and we look at it in different ways and have different words for different parts of sex because we you know we tend to think that sex means you know getting into bed with somebody or you know doing it on a park bench at night or whatever whatever that is and and sleeping with somebody and when we talk about it in access, it's like there's energies that are that can be present in sex, but it's not just sex. There's energies in the world that are these alive, incredible, orgasmic energies. And most people are afraid of them, in a sense, because they, you know, the, the word sex has been, you know, we don't talk about sex, we're quiet about sex. There's all you know, types of sexual abuse and things like that related to sex. And so sex isn't something that we, most people, for the most part, you know, joyfully um, create and talk about and enjoy and learn about. It's more suppressed. Um, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about when we say sexualness. It's it's sex, like sexualness is the nurturing, caring, healing energies of the world. And sometimes they're present in sex and sometimes they're not. Um but everything that we have decided sexualness is that it isn't. Can we destroy and create that times a godzillion? Yep. Woo! Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah. Oops. And and the, the the default in this world is to turn off any type of of sexualness um, because you know it's you don't know what's going to happen or who you're going to flirt with if you're that sexual all the time. Um, so we often turn off the healing, kind, sweet energies that go along with that. So being different and is letting it shine. Absolutely. And and perceive that. It's like when you're that turned on and that happy, like when you're in in love with somebody and you really perceive that turned onness, can anything get in your way of creating mm-hmm. with them or not, right? So what happens when you are that sexualness, that turned onness, you are out of control, out of definition and out of limitation. Nobody can control you. So that has been implanted and explanted out of our systems or locked away for a long, long time. And we're just waking up to allowing ourselves to actually have that energy that's so nurturing to our bodies and beings again. Yeah. 
and everything that doesn't allow that to just mm-hmm. unfold with ease, joy, and glory, will we destroy and uncreate it all? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, puck, watch, boys, and beyonds. Whee! That's very cool. <laughs> that is, um, it's funny, I've been, I've been opening up to, like, things in my life lately have been sobering, and I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been changing a lot, and, and the more that I, I change, and the more that I see what is, the more that, I'm willing to be, you know, powerful and intense, but it needs to be. But also the level of softness that has come into my world. And I realize that, huh, it is safe to be that soft and that kind and that vulnerable. And it's really neat to see um, the different ways of, of dealing with situations from that perspective. And as I become... Softer is the kind of the word that it's not about like soft as in being a pushover, but soft like there's just this softness now, and and it's really neat because it feels like I've always been it and I've been it all my life, but I haven't been acting it or choosing it, and it's just neat because it's we were we once were a long long time ago these energies and have just been shutting them off, and it's it's just neat how familiar all of these things are when they when we choose them, because it's who we are. Is it actually a softness, or is it a gentleness that is so powerful that it can move mountains? That, that, mm-hmm. definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just like everything doesn't have the, the sharp edges of life. You know, it, the ju- the sharp edges of judgment, really. And I've been judged, oh my gosh, yesterday, oh my gosh, I met with somebody who I haven't seen in a year and a half, and I just about had to leave lunch because I was being judged so badly (laughs) for just being happy and not, like, just quiet, and I was just being me. And it's just, it's, like, interesting how the sharp edges of judgment, um, when you're, it is, it's, it's it's a gentleness that can move mountains. Mm-hmm. And perceive right. I mean, here comes a tool that some of you might know already. In that moment when you receive that judgment, to ask the question, or to to not ask the question, but to come from that point of view that everything is just an interesting point of view. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily wrong. It just is. It's just another interesting color in the creation of this world. Yeah. Right? And and the beauty of this world is diversity. Not we don't have a monoculture. We don't all look like penguins because that's the ideal shape, and eat dandelions because that grows everywhere. Right? <laughs> I just cut the grass for the last two hours, and <laughs> it was completely dandelion season. I didn't even cut anything green. I just cut yellow. <laughs> Right? That's what I mean. It's like, and, and like the oval shape is the ideal shape. So we probably, if there was a right and a wrong, we probably would all be penguins and eat dandelions. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the world. It is just so diverse and everything is different. So when you come from that point of view that everything is different and just an interesting point of view, you can receive that whatever it is, whether it's a judgment or a acknowledgement with the same space and then the sharp ju- sharp edges of the judgment 
are like a knife that cuts through space. Have you ever tried to cut space in half? Good luck. It doesn't work very well. That's a really nice analogy. Yeah? So just in that moment when judgment comes at you for being different, one of the most powerful tools that you can use is, well, it's an interesting point of view. You might not want to say that out loud. <laughs> I would have looked really cool at lunch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it actually creates more. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's a softness. And and um, what was I going to say? Oh, I have a story about this, about how we can use judgment for creation. So recently I was in the grocery store, and um, I was in the line and there was an older gentleman behind me and I was on my phone and I was chewing my bubble gum and I had my sunglasses on my head and I was um, just kind of bopping around, not paying attention too much, just texting and I could just feel this man behind me. He was just seething like, oh, these kids texting all the time and these disrespectful youth. <laughs> and I was like, I I had no judgment of I was just, it was like, I had, I didn't say interesting point of view, but I've I've worked with that, that tool for so many, I, I think the most I've done in a row is 10 days of just saying it in a row and, and for everything that comes up. And it's created such a sense of freedom. And um, so he's, he's behind me in line and there's like these energetic just daggers being thrown. And I was just being interesting point of view about it. And the energy that he was towards me was like, it was like, I was so grateful. It, it's so funny to to say this, but it, I was so grateful for the energy that he was contributing to my life because I wasn't judging it as positive or negative. It was like because there was no judgment on it, it was actually an energy that I could use to create my future. And it, I was just like, oh, that's what receiving judgment is like. It's actually right. receiving an energy of the universe that somebody just has to has to give and a lot of times it is daggers but it actually makes no difference than if it was a positive judgment either whenever you don't if you don't have a point of view about it or even like an acknowledgement is just an energy coming your way thank you very much yeah and what do i do with it yeah mm-hmm. pretty incredible a beautiful example and you're probably the only one that could ever do that Yes, nobody I'm special. Does. I went to yeah. special school, so I, <laughs> I nobody else is capable. <laughs> but you know, you know that like that we I for some of you on the call, um you may be really familiar with the tools of access. You may have been doing access, you know, for 4 or 5 years. And for some of you, you may have been doing access. Um this might be one of your first calls you've ever done, but but this tool of interesting point of view, just saying it when when you have a thought, a feeling, or an emotion, anything, even a feeling in your body, you can get the energy of that and say, interesting point of view, I have this point of view, and keep saying it until it lightens up. So I actually, like Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, says, do it for six months and you'll never have a problem again. So I haven't done it for six months, but I did it for 10 days, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that the world could look like this. And it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do for 10 days, but if you put work at it, it's really neat. And that's how, I, that's how I would say that I was able to receive that. So it's possible for everybody. And you don't have to, you know, spend years and years doing access, you know, and it, maybe you'll have that much freedom after a day or two of doing it. It could be different for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself making choices or having thoughts that are not necessarily creating what you're looking for, they're maybe creating a pile of poo, then you can look, wow, that was an interesting choice coming from that same space, not judging yourself for what you have created. Right. And then go into the question, what else is possible here? Like really being playful and exploring instead of trying to get it right. Right. Yeah, because that being right again only allows you to fit in and align and agree or resist and react and to fit in that way. And then you're not different anymore. That's my point. <laughs> you're not being you. Exactly. You're just one of the many, one of the many penguins. But guess what? You're not a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, speaking, like, the, the, the concept of being different, you know, in this reality, being different means it can mean like being a rebel or, you know, you have a, uh, maybe you're an artist, so you're so different and eccentric with your art. And when we're actually all, I mean, we we have to cut off so much of who we are to to fit in and not be, if we're not willing to receive judgment, if, if we have to change ourselves rather than be judged. So we stop a lot of who we are. And when we stop a lot of who we are, we're, we aren't the difference that we are. We all are sort of like living in the monotone gray. And if you actually are willing to be all of who you are, like none of us, there's there's room, there's room for everybody. There could never be a competition because we're all so different and so incredible when we're actually being us. It's like, it would be like a fish competing with a bicycle like it just doesn't make sense and they have completely different ways of doing things in the world (laughs) and and that's that's what i find so fascinating everybody is the same by being the difference that they are everybody is different we we have that in common everyone is their difference that's our sameness and what we're trying is we're trying to conform some, to some weird idea and make that right. Yeah. And then we can't be the contribution. And what I see a lot with my clients is that what happens is they're divorcing themselves so much from that essence of who they are that they just move into depression and anxiety because they feel like something is missing. They're very, very wrong. And really destroying themselves right so yeah yeah. i was just going to say like depression and anxiety is something that i've had dynamically in my life and i was actually i was in the car with my grandma yesterday and we were talking about different you know things in the family where people have you know had to go on pills or have been suicidal and stuff like that and i was describing what depression was like and and basically what I described to her is like the the hopelessness of never getting to be who you actually are because you're always, you know, dodging dodging judgments. Yeah. And so if we're actually willing to like be with the judgment and not hide from it, it really, really I don't know, it it gives you a sense of, of freedom. But it it takes a little bit of practice too. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I mean, we have practiced so long to cut ourselves off from ourselves that sometimes it's a little bit like uh, waking up a limb. It tingles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes. when your foot falls asleep? Exactly. <laughs> it's like sometimes that can be a little bit uncomfortable. Do we have any questions online? Are there any people who want to ask questions? I hear a lot of commotions in the background. Oh, we got a bang, bang. <laughs> I take that as a cheer. <laughs> and, I mean, with with being different, it also is required, we talked about the gentleness, right? The willingness to be that space of gentleness. But that comes also with the willingness to be the total aggressive presence of consciousness. So sometimes it's required to really say, hey, this is not working for me, and present an energy that is similar to or that is a killing energy, right? That is, I'm not putting up with this any longer, and I'm going to change this. Do you want to describe the definition of aggressive in this connotation? Aggressive is not changing yourself for anyone or anything and being just present with what is. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, I I was just try. I have had people go, what do you mean? I don't want to be aggressive. But <laughs> the definition of, like, to aggress is to stand strong in your point of view. That's actually the definition when you aggress. So there's a big difference between being having an aggressive presence, like being who you are and not moving that or bending that or, you know, mutilating it out of out of existence. And then there's there's a difference between that and aggression. Aggression is actually using force and can kind of often imply unkindness. But to be aggressive is a very different thing. It's about being who you are and standing strong in that point of view. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there was a while when I used this tool a lot and I just went around and asked, you know, what would it be like to be aggressively present? Mm-hmm. Which is a great, great question. And what would it be like to be aggressively present with the gentleness that you truly be? That's cool. Yeah, it's not either or, it's all of it. Yeah. Being the difference doesn't exclude. It includes everything that you are and changes in every moment. And that's 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 the the art of being different is the willingness to be different in every moment, to not revert back to something that you have done in the past or that you thought you will do in the future. But to be, be present in the moment to perceive what would create the most here. You know, we were talking in an access class about comedy routines. And we were talking about how the best comedy usually happens in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, you can write your skit and you can go up and, you know, say your skit. But the energy of the moment sometimes is lost. And so the comedians who go up and talk about, you know, something that happened to them that day or just the -the on-the-spot comedy, like Robin Williams was great at it. That's like the kind of like side-splitting hilarious energy that includes the moment and all the energy in the moment. 
and and I was like, well, isn't that how we could live our lives? You know, we try to plan our lives, or we try to look at what will be, rather and and write out the scripts of how we're going to live our days and what we're going to do, and if we actually destroyed and uncreated all of that conclusion, we could right. be, you know, like put, doing our punchlines in the moment. And that's how life becomes an adventure of living. <laughs> Everything that doesn't allow you to be the conscious comedian present in the moment. <laughs> Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Indeed. Oh, right, right, on behalf on of everyone, yes. Voice and beyond. <laughs> And this is an element that I really see a lot of times missing because we're still striving to get it right, even with these super cool tools, right? People are trying to get the clearing statement right, which is uh, one of the main tools of access consciousness. And if you're curious about it, there is a great website called theclearingstatement.com where you can um, hear Dr. Dane here, one of the co-creators of Access Consciousness, um, talk about it. And uh, now I lost my point of view. Uh, where was I going? We <laughs> were talking about creating in the moment and not, like, planning. Well, not, not, wasn't planning wasn't the word, but just about trying to get it right. Yeah, right. So we're so serious about getting it right with these cool tools and when do I use what and how do I say it right, in which sequence do I say it right, etc., etc. A lot of people still are looking for a recipe book of how to get it right. But there is no right way. We are all different. The beauty of this planet is diversity again and again. So what difference can you be to be the biggest, bestest, most beautiful, dynamic contribution to this planet, on this planet, to yourself and everyone else? And everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Indeed. Right, one good battle. (laughs) Boys and beyonds. That's cool. That's something I have also, has been a really present theme in my life right now, is how much of myself I have not been being because I've been trying to get the tools of access right and make sure that I'm doing it in the proper cookie-cutter fashion which doesn't even actually exist. And so it's very difficult. <laughs> it's impossible. And you know it's what? impossible, really. <laughs> In fact, darling, it's true. It is exactly. completely impossible. And if you forget all the tools, have a good laugh. Bring some humor in. It's like check in the mirror if you're still cute because then you have at least something in your favor. You might not be very smart and you choose stupid things, but at least you're cute, right? (laughs) You know, you hear these stories about, like I've heard, I think it was on The Secret, that movie, you know, that lady cured herself from cancer by watching hilarious movies for six months. She couldn't really do anything else anyway, so she just laughed and watched really slapstick, funny stuff that she enjoyed, and she was, she actually, the cancer went away. And Gary Douglas always says, if you want to change the world, laugh more. Yep. Have fun. So. <laughs> he said recently, he said, because I have been known to cry a lot. Like, I'll just, you know, invent the story that I'm the most, I'm just, I don't get it, and I'm being pathetic. And, and uh, the last time, that was about a few months ago, 
And and a few months ago he said, what if you made Dracula laughter more valuable than <laughs> tears? And I haven't done that since he said that, no, since the second I haven't done it since. Because every time I think, oh, I go, wait, it would be way funner to to laugh like Dracula and do an evil laugh. <laughs> so then I do that instead and I'm over it. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's like we make this the problems of this world so real and heavy. It's like, hey, they're a lie. They're a freaking lie. Just when you're in it, they seem to be so real. And the oh. judgment that is flying at you seems to be so real. So even a little smile. You don't have to laugh out loud. But just a little smile. You took it off the Oh, and somebody oh, might want to Mr. Gregory or Mrs. Gregory yeah. S. Will, I will be muting you. And you may unmute yourself by clicking star seven. Alrighty. Cool. Um, like, have that little smile. I know that sometimes getting a laughter together or seeing the humor in the situation is not possible. But you can just push the edges of your mouth up. Just oh. like, <laughs> get a smile going. And then ask, how does it get any better than this? What else is possible here? And become that space of curiosity. Truly, that space of curiosity has saved my life. It's like I could have created a very dramatic life because I loved drama as well. Right. But I always had that sense of humor and was able to take it with a grain of salt. Right. Salt of grain? Grain of salt. Grain salt. of salt, yep. Grain of salt, yes. So that's a very powerful tool as well. Cool. And yeah. also, what another aspect that I wanted to address is that when we are not the difference that we truly be, what we do is we eliminate the contribution that we are to the planet. So it's that feeling that you're coming empty-handed to a party. You have nothing to contribute because you're trying to be a bicycle when you're really a fish. <laughs> and that sucks. That is, like, that is depressive, right? Because you can't be a fish, so you can't contribute your fishness to the party. Maybe not the best example. <laughs> No, it's not. I think it's the best example I ever heard. <laughs> but you're trying to be a freaking bicycle, and you suck at being by being a bicycle. So you come empty-handed to this party, and you also, with that sensation of, hey, I don't have anything to contribute, most people also then don't receive anything. They cut their receiving off. Right? Oh, I've never even I've I've heard this for years and years and I've never heard it explained that way. That's a different angle. That's really cool. Not receiving because you feel you don't have something to contribute. Yeah, I mean, but that is unfortunately one of the things that we only allow ourselves to receive if we deserve, which is in itself a lie. But that's what a lot of people do. So everything that is everywhere where you have not allowed yourself to receive because you don't see yourself as a contribution, yeah. will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. 
Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop watches, boys, and beyond. And what would it be if your biggest contribution would be the gift of receiving? Everything that doesn't allow Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yeah. All right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop watches, boys, and beyond. And oh, there's a lot of. When I. Oh, for those of you who don't know, sometimes when we are doing clearing statements and we yawn, it's because there's so much unconsciousness. The, the unconsciousness comes out in the yawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I when I give somebody a gift, like one of my favorite things to do is to cook. And I love to cook when there's a group of people to cook for. And And when people, you know, when I ask a person, you know, you know, what would you like to drink? And they say, you know, I'd love a like a great glass of red wine or I'd love this rather than something like just water or, you know, just brush it off or I'm good. If I can go out and I can pour them the glass of wine or, you know, do something really special for them and they don't feel bad about it, they're like, oh, thank you. And they enjoy it and that is them receiving and it feels so much better for me, the, the gifter, when they are excited about it and want the best they can get rather than not feeling worthy or just feeling like having to say water. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're taught to do, though, is that, that it's right to just say water or not receive or you don't want to owe the person anything or maybe the person can't afford to give you the best wine or or just different things like that. Like all of those are examples of judgment. Um, um, and can, can you perceive how, what, why the state of the earth is as it is. Oh, what a good way of putting that in there. Uh-huh. That's like, how would the earth and the planet change if you would start to receive the contribution that the planet has for you? Humongous contribution. Wow. Everything that doesn't allow that, destroy and create it all. Indeed. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, watch, shots, boys, and meons. And what magic would be available to you if you started to see the contribution that you be and receive the contribution that you be. Mm. And I think that doesn't allow that we destroy and uncreate it all. Right. I got a good sleep last night. I slept until ten this morning. It's not because I'm tired. <laughs> Just a little unconsciousness. That's oh. very cool. That is very, very cool. Because mm-hmm. if you actually, because it's fun to put these these funny sort of silly seeming life situations to these bigger ideas about receiving from the earth. But if if the earth is my host at the party and I'm asking for so, so little, I just want a little cup of water because I don't want to, you know, do more. You know, the earth could be gifting me all of this energy of what would be like the glass of beautiful wine the energy from the trees the energy from the from the fairies and the sprites and and all the creatures of the earth i you know it's like if i was if we were all willing to ask for that the earth would be so grateful and and everything would be more enjoyed and more alive mm-hmm. and that, that is actually another tool that i use quite frequently when i'm in the humdrum and it's like oh I'm Eeyore impersonated. And in that moment when I catch myself, is I ask, what can I receive here that I haven't been willing to receive that would change it? That's cool. 
Yeah, so it's not always about doing something. Sometimes it's just about receiving it because the whole universe has your back. And for my whole life, I thought that receiving was taking. And those are very different concepts. Good point, yeah, totally. Yep, so everywhere where you have misidentified and misapplied receiving as taking, yes. where you just try and create all of that. Yes, indeed. Oh, and how I'm starting to yawn very much. I'm poison. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So what else is possible with receiving that wasn't possible before? And explore all the different areas where you can receive the difference that you be. What would it take for you to receive your own difference in every moment? Your uniqueness. What if your uniqueness, your special color, your special taste on this planet was so orgasmic that by you just being that, you change the world? Mm-hmm. Can you perceive that space of just, yeah. wow. And if you have judgment in the room for, oh, yeah, but I'm this and I'm that and I'm not there yet and the yada, yada, yada. I invite you to just go into a moment in time in your life and that might have been just eating a just a beautiful, well-cooked meal, having that piece of chocolate, being out in nature, seeing a sunset, just really being that space of you, that orgasmic space, and tune into that. Right? And don't sink yourself into it. Allow your whole body to be that symphony of that space. <laughs> That's a beautiful exercise to, to do this more than once, everything you're describing. Mm-hmm. And it works because that's from my life. That's what I do when I'm stuck, when I'm believing the judgments more than myself. I I just allow myself to be that space of who I truly be. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this is so cool, right? Again, that space of curiosity. I wonder, what else is there? Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, this is really clearing up a lot. For everybody, I think, <laughs> as facilitators, sometimes <laughs> that's cool. Um, but I really, really liked what you said before, Sabine, about when I was talking about being um, judged harshly at, at lunch yesterday. You know, it's interesting to look at those sort of situations as like the knives that are cutting through air, and you can't cut through air, and and it's just. I don't know, there's an energy. It's hard for me to even put to words. But the concept of of that type of, of judgment just being an interesting point of view. Like, really, it just adds a different color to the world. And it's not it's not better or worse than anything else. It's just a different color in the world. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Because it's not the energy of, like, oh, well, you know, that's just... You know, their judgment is beautiful, and I take it on, and I'm okay with it. And it's not that. It's not that that kind of 
really underneath that kind of positive crap it's just suppressed anger but what you're talking about is like whoa like look at the colors of the rattlesnake in the sunlight you know there's a lot of venom there but whoa that's a really different flavor in the world and i certainly don't have to take the rattlesnake to bed with me (laughs) (laughs) which i admit i've done before yes indeed that tends to happen sometimes if I only, then I can change the rattlesnake, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, it's good that I'm cute. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And again and again, just have fun with this. This is that's for me always the most important part. It's like if the fun gets lost, hey, and it's not funny like, hooray and um, rose-colored glasses on, but that that fun of being being me yeah and sometimes that is like as I said when a foot wakes up from being asleep for four trillion years it might feel uncomfortable it still can be fun the mind doesn't understand that but from your whole being tune into that energy of wow we're here in a magical time where we get to wake up into our superpowers into the difference that we truly be how cool is that? <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. And that that is something that I pretty much say to every client, every in every class, and every everything that I do. What a lot of people forget is choice. Before you use all of those tools, really become aware of what are you choosing, what kind of life are you choosing. It's like when I am in a funk. I look at it, it's like, is that what I choose in this moment? Right. And it doesn't matter what the response is, like yes or no, but it becomes a conscious choice. And once it's a conscious choice, I can change it. And sometimes conscious choice does not mean that it's cognitive, right? Which is a little bit a uh, mind bender and it's intended to be. So I can say everything that I have chosen to this point I now change. I don't have to know that I chose A, B, and C. Right. I can be conscious and aware without being cognitively aware of that. You mean there's a world beyond thinking? <laughs> yes, the world of thinking is thinking. <laughs> thinking, stinking, drinking, acid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's quite neat. Um, the first time I ever heard somebody say, I heard somebody say casually in conversation, yeah, I don't think anymore. And they were somebody I respected and, and just thought was so happy and wonderful. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, pause a minute here. What? You don't think? Like, are you serious right now? That's not even possible. You're not stupid. Of course you think. And I was like, they were like, no, like, there's a world beyond thinking. There's a world beyond our mind. It's called awareness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, okay. So <laughs> then I started asking questions about that and cultivating that and actually doing clearing statements on it and asking about it in sessions. And I'm getting closer. It's not a full thing yet where I ju- just don't think, but it it's, it my I get happier and happier the less I think, and it really doesn't mean that you're not academic because I'm I'm no.
a nerd and I, I love university <laughs> and had a very extensive liberal arts education. And it, it, it's not about, it's not about not um, being intelligent. It's just about not going into the hamster wheel of your mind. Your mind is very dangerous. And when you use your awareness, the level of awareness that you have, you know, it, it increases your intelligence or what we would call intelligence. And here comes a tool that can help you when you find yourself in the hamster wheel of thoughts. Oh, I just like, I like how you come, you swoop in with a tool. <laughs> you swoop and it's great. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and it is, everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Cool. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Just play with that and try to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it really does short circuit your brain and then you have there's a sense of peace I find with using that. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to say something here too, because we, we're introducing a lot of um, basic tools and there might be people who have been in using these tools for a while. For me, really, after doing this work, I mean, all together, it's like over 25 years in access for six years, six, seven, I don't know. Yeah, you've been around a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrinkly enough. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, those tools, it's like what I... What I see them as is like you meet the tool and it's like a basic tool. Like who does this belong to or everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. And you're just getting to know the hammer, right? And then you start evolving into the craft of actually being able to use the hammer. It's like, yes. okay, this is what you do. This is how you can do it. And then unfortunately, Good point. Art, That's a right? good point. Like it's like you almost have to study the hammer and – like you like kind of like not read the manual but just sort of use it from the outside and then it's like oh that that makes sense and you energetically get it it's not cognitive it's awareness exactly cool point and i've that, never heard anybody say that i love that you mean i can be different <laughs> you're very different <laughs> So even though you might have heard these tools and you think, yada, 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 I invite you to just discover the basics, the craft and the art, which is very much how we, at the company that I run with, Juna Guder, it's called Synergy in Motion. That's how we teach because the awareness that there is different levels to it and you get it when you get it. Yeah. Well, sometimes I discover the hammer totally new. You mean questions work? What? <laughs> I was, that's so true. The other day I was like, oh my gosh, a conclusion is when you keep trying to do the same thing over or apply the same concept to every situation. I was like, conclusion, that's what a conclusion means. <laughs> I just about had a, had a party, a party because I was so excited. And I've been looking at the word conclusion for years now. Mm-hmm. And that that's so play with it. It's like when you find you get bored or roll your eyes inside at a tool, mm-hmm. discover a new level to it. Yeah. Yeah. And truly, when I started our my first level two and three, there was somebody that had taken um, level two and three about 
don't know, six, seven, ten times. And Juna and I talked about it and say, wow, they took it that many times? What? They must be really stupid. <laughs> Little did you know they were really smart. All <laughs> right. I knew that. <laughs> That's we funny. Com- I love it. We, we were coming from that point of view that, hey, once you hear it, you get it. Yeah. But really allow yourself to get it over and over and over again. Those tools are so powerful. They have no limit to them. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun thing about access consciousness. It's like different for me from other modality. I always found a stopping point. I have not found a stopping point with the tools of access. Mm-mm. It's like the more willing I am to go with it, the further they take me. Yeah. That is so true. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like once you reach incredible bliss the fun part is is that it's not like you're done and you're gonna you're dead now because you completed everything it's like there's more and more and more universes of possibility always available totally infinite and that's the that's the best part that exactly different every moment yeah instead of being different the same being different every moment yeah that's well, we're pretty much at the end of our hour, but God, that was a damn good hour. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, hey, Sabine, do you have any classes or events that you want to let people know about? Uh, we have a whole Europe tour coming up. So for anybody in Europe who's listening to this, there Woo-hoo. is... A lot. There are a lot of classes, and I think we'll, we'll send you guys a follow-up email. Those who have signed up, so that we can just give you information about Julia and our classes. Yeah, yeah. We'll send up a, a, th- a send a thank you and stuff. I'm uh, actually I'm really excited. I'm starting an eight-week program. It's kind of eight weeks, but it's kind of not. It's eight classes, but I called it eight weeks and seven, and. Um, we're doing we're every um week is a different topic and it's going to be a 2 hour evening google hangout and we're going to be looking at all the different areas of our life and how to apply the tools so i'm really nice. excited about that yeah we 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 having something like that in the makes for july so you might hear about that it's very cool it's not it's more a coaching program where we really get people together that are willing to bust through the matrix and, like, kick some ass. So it's more an intensive thing. (laughs) (laughs) But we're still working with our coaches on it, and eh, I have the suspicion it will be quite dynamic. That's awesome. For those of you who don't want to be a couch potato. (laughs) What's that? For those of you who don't want to be a couch potato. So um, thank you to everybody uh, listening in now on the call and everybody in the future. It's been a slice, and I hope that you have some amazing new tools. Well, you do have some amazing new tools. I hope that you have fun playing with these new tools and um, enjoying the art of being different because if you are on this call in the first place, you must be quite different indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Julia, for putting this show on. It's a great show. Oh, thank you very much. I have a lot of fun.
Perfect. Awesome. Okay, thank you, everybody, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Yes. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.